0: Welcome to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I'm your host, John Ceno Eva here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Rampage. Don Cows is on commentary for this first match along with Excalibur and Ian Ricciabani. As Chris Jericho defeated Matt Sydal after hitting the Judas effect in a pretty good competitive opener here that had the crowd engaged throughout. Callis left commentary as soon as Jericho was leaving, but Konosuke Takeshita took out Jericho from the behind as this feud continues. This is Jericho's first match on Rampage since episode 10 back in October of 2021 when he was in a six-man match against Junior Dos Santos. Next match was Penta El Zero Miedo defeating Anthony Henry. Matt Menard took over Callis for the rest of the show's commentary. Uh, Penta gets to win in a pretty quick fashion after hitting the fear factor. Renee Paquette was in the back and tried to get a word from Soraya and Ruby Soho as Ruby was pissed at what Harley Cameron did by kissing Angelo Parker. Uh, Harley Cameron comes in a frame here here as Ruby holds her up against the wall and asks her why she would do that. Harley said that she did this to help her and it was Anna Jay who told her to do it. Soraya tried to, her best to convince Ruby that it was Anna Jay and said that they will go handle her now as Renee gives Soraya a disgusted look. Chris Statlander who came out with Stokely Hathaway defeated Queen Aminata. They made it seem Statlander they didn't want Stokely there in her corner and that Willow Nightingale's absent could be due to weather issues. Very strong showing for Aminata again for this one but Statlander trapped on the Friday Night Fever for the pen and the win. Jay Lethal was in the back with Sanjay Dutt and sat saying, wondering where Jeff Jarrett was. Uh, Lethal said he's glad he's that Jeff's not here, and he's as he wants to get back in ring action and can't do that being in this stable. Sanjay does that he understands, and he will kick out Karen. But Saturnus says that they need to kick out Jeff and keep Karen. And Lethal said that he doesn't understand. He doesn't know how much more of this he can take, and maybe he should focus on singles gold. I agree there, Jay. Renee's in the back with Statlander and Stokely, and asks the status of their relationship. But Willow Nightingale runs in and looks like she just got there and apologizes for missing the match. She says that she couldn't get on her plane because someone had canceled her trip. As Stokely seems shocked and says that she should have tried harder. Statlander says that they will figure this out. As Willow asks if that means she's given Stokely a chance. And in the main event here, a rematch. Darby Allen defeated Jeff Hardy, just like their last match. This match gets wild. It gets wild pretty quickly here, with them fighting on the outside, all over the commentary table, wild throughout, and the ending kind of came out of nowhere with Darby reversing Jeff into a jackknife pen for the win, and then Darby tried to give respect to Jeff after, but he brushed it off and just walked away, as the tease for a Hardy's heel turn continues. We go to TNA Impact. Yes, you heard that right, TNA Impact. As it is back to those three initials, and we start with a six-way match here as Jake Something defeated Kushida, Trey Miguel, Laredo Kid, Mike Bailey, and El Hijo de Vakingo. Total non-stop action here. All puns intended. But this legit did not end until something caught Laredo Kid right into the void for the pin and the win. Osprey cut a pretty passionate promo backstage ahead of tonight's match, saying that he's back here because of those three letters TNA, and that was the reason why he started wrestling. We get a video for TNA's newest signing, Ash by Elegance, the former Dana Brooke, with a voiceover talking her up. As this was a new, like, like this was like a new perfume commercial, kind of like Ash by Elegance here with the narration. So I understand the first thoughts being that this character was too similar to Tony Storm, and I think it was mostly because of the way she was dressed in her debut and the fact that she had George Iceman there to kind of look like she was her Butler uh, uh Luther. But from the style, of this commercial style promo, it seems like a totally different direction. So I guess we'll see how she's presented in the ring and on the mic. And I'm actually really intrigued on how they're going to present her with this new gimmick, as she's always been kind of like, just like a muscle girl in nxt or wwe she didn't really get a chance to really show any characters so we'll see how that works here in tna we see highlights of giselle shaw winning the ultimate x match in hard to kill followed by a promo where shaw who put out a warning to jordan grace as she's guaranteed for a knockout's title shot gail Kim walks in to congratulate shaw and says that she won without the help of the shantaraz and that's the shaw that kim knows but shaw kind of brushed her off and walk away so it looks like they're probably teasing like shaw potentially breaking away from the shantaraz and maybe turning babyface Another new signing here, TNA's newest signing, Zaya Brookside defeated Tasha Steeles in Zaya's first singles match here in TNA. Good five-minute match here as Ziya traps Steeles and on the Brokski Bomb for... I'm sorry, the... The ski bomb as, a, like, Brookside here to get her first win. They recapped the Joe Henry angle with AJ Francis and DJ WooKid as Henry lapped it off and kept calling Francis the Cheez-It champion, but says he's got a free laptop out of it as you see that Kid has been taken out by Henry. The Grizzled Young Vets defeated Eric Young and Frankie Kazarian... Kazarian made the hot tag at the end, but him trying to fight off GYV, he gets punched in the face by Kazarian by accident, followed by grit your teeth as James, Drake's, James Drake gets the pan. Kaz was apologizing after the match just to attack Young, hitting him with Fate to black, solidifying a heel turn. We go to the system, who are out celebrating eating and drinking in Vegas, celebrating Moose's winning the world title, as well as Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers getting the win at Hard to Kill. They said the system works and nobody can stop them, not even Kaz- Kazuchika Okada or Nick Nemef, and we go right to the most wanted man, Nick Nemef, who he heads to the ring and great action here Nemeth starts talking about loving every single um every single bit of hard to kill and how great it is to have tna back he talks about having 19 years of wrestling as a crowd channel you still got it with him answering he never lost it he said how it was done in one world he, he has had done everything only in one world and now he's intimidated he's nervous he's scared but he's excited to be here in tna but he faced off against the world champion because he's going to become the world champion Nemeth said he respects the locker room here too um and it starts he he wants respect and it starts right now and he will earn it all the way to the top And for the first time in his life, he will do it as Nick Nemeth. Steve Macklin interrupts and joins the ring and says that he agrees with everything Nemeth says, but the difference is when Macklin says those things, he means it, and all he says, all he sees in Nemeth is a phony. Nemeth kept trying to respond, but Macklin kept stopping him, saying it's his time to talk, and Nemeth's time to talk is over. Macklin said Nemeth is just here to suck the blood out of TNA and use it to go somewhere else, and he won't let it happen. Macklin said nobody remember the name Nick Nemeth, and just ask whatever the hell happened to Dolph Ziggler. This resulted in them getting to a little bit of a brawl until Nemeth takes out Macklin with the former zigzag, which sadly isn't called the Nick-Knock or the nick Knack, but it's called the Danger Zone as never continues to use like all this 80s and movies nostalgia references uh with this new gimmick here jordan grace was being interviewed by Gia miller about her winning the world title and being on top of the game but trinity interrupts and congratulates grace on ending her undefeated streak but she is entitled to a rematch and she will cash it in next week jay vidal heads to the ring he's not scheduled for a match and he goes to the ring and talks about getting a start here in las vegas but these disgusting people here remind him why he left he then continues that there's nobody here that could beat him up which prompted pco to come out and take out vidal in just over a minute ending him with the pco assault to get the win we go to the motor city machine guns in the back who talk about their history with okada before okada joins them and says that next week he will return to tna josh alexander defeated will osprey in the rematch what can i say about this uh, I would definitely put this above their first encounter. This match introduced a table that Osprey put Alexander through with a vicious Tiger Driver. Despite this, the referee decided to let the match continue. After this, they fought on the apron for a bit where Alexander delivered a tombstone. Alexander kicks out of a head and blade on the Storm Driver. Ending sequence, saw an ankle lock, Styles Clash from Alexander, followed by a C4 Spike for the win. In a fantastic matchup, Scott Moore joins him in the ring after and starts a holy shit chant. More continues by saying... Um, Four, and when he was four and a half years old sitting with his dying grandpa in his hospital room watching wrestling on his bedside and talked about how much TNA did for him and he even brought up how Bruce Prichard pronounced TNA dead but the blood still flows because of people like Alexander and Osprey and everybody else on this roster. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. The show starts with Billy Starks mad at Nyla Rose for attacking Athena but Lexi Nair tells her they need to relax and focus on the ROH women's television title. First match, Nyla Rose defeated Erica Lee uh, who's done AEW Dark in the past easily with the Beast Bomb. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett of the Undisputed Kingdom defend the ROH World Tag Team Championships against the Iron Savages. Mike Bennett gets the pin on Bronson after they hit him with a double-team spike pile driver. Uh, the Iron Savages, though, didn't make it easy for them. Claudio Castagnoli defeated Brian Keith. This is my match to show here. Uh, sadly, no more still-tipping theme song for Keith. A really good match here, though, when Claudio didn't hit a giant swing, but a giant sleeper swing holding on until Keith passed out. First time I've seen that. Lady Frost, Billy Starks, Kiara Hogan, and Queen Aminata defeated Robin Renegade, Taya Valkyrie, Rachel Ullering, and Layla Hirsch, who had a promo early on in the night where they weren't on the same page and this they butted heads as soon as this match started here all eight women get their shit in at the end until billy hit start uh, the stark 10 on renegade to get the pin and as the winners were celebrating abaddon comes out and stares at him stares them all down as they continue this build to the TV Championship. We go to Daily's Place for the second half of the show, which included Top Flight defeated the Butcher in the Blade after a frog splash from Dante Marion on the Blade for the pen. Mark Briscoe defeated Serpentico. Uh, this was a Br- Briscoe's first match back on ROH on Honor Club since June of 2023. Serpentico hung in there until Briscoe hit him with a J-Driller for the win. Lexi Nair tried to ask Nyla Rose why she attacked Athena as Rose says she's now the new minion overlord and if Athena shows up again, she will keep making statements until she gets Ring of Honor gold. Diamante defeated Dream Girl Ellie in pretty quick fashion after hitting a twisting DDT Lexi Nair was backstage and uh, she asked Johnny TV if he's thought about Dalton Castle's challenge and he says no he will not fight him this causes Dalton Castle to run out still looking all disheveled he's like putting cheese on the door or something he starts chasing Johnny around in the back uh, which includes Johnny doing some impressive parkour to escape here Kyle Fletcher defends the television championship against Christopher Daniels after hitting a pile driver in a very good match, and then after the match, we go to Ethan Page, who's backstage, being interviewed by Lexi, and says that he's been keeping an eye on Kyle Fletcher and respects how he's been coming to ROH without the Don Cowell's family, and he puts out a challenge for the television championship. And in the main event, El Ijo de Vikingo defends the Triple triple-A Mega Championship against Action Andretti after a bit of back and forth at the end until he holds on for a roll-up to retain. We go to MLW. So MLW, what they've been doing lately is they have like these specials they have on trailer TV, like these pay-per-view specials. And then during the same night, they record um, like a special that they will air for free later on on YouTube in a couple weeks. So after um, their last event, they taped an episode of Reload. And this special starts with St. Laurent having Alice Kane on his Sessions by St. Laurent show and starts talking about taking credit for discovering Kane before playing this pretty funny blend of uh, Kane's Beaumont theme song mixed with the WTF song, which is like the old Saturday Night's main event. Event, obsession theme. Uh, pretty funny. Uh, Saint Laurent proposed a Beaumont WTF merger, which will be bigger than TKO, but Kane uh, rips up the contract as he does not want to do this. Zeta defeated Notorious Mimi after hitting the I'm Prettier. Joe Nebraski tried to get away with Zeta and Laurent after, as Zeta was trying to ask for a title shot, but Laurent says um, they will go talk to Selena Dolorento. Good Brother Number 3, who is Vance Warner, defeated Steph DeLander, making her MLW wrestling debut. Uh, these two in real life are actually in a real life, real life relationship, so there was a lot of flirting in this match. Included uh, Good Brother No. 3 doing a lap dance to SDL here. SDL gets on the mic at the end and said that they don't fight, they love, and they can't be doing this. As Good Brother 3 pretends he was going to propose to Steph, who said yes, but it was a trick as he just rolls her up for the pin. How evil. Ichiban defeated Jimmy Lloyd. Selena DeLaRenta, who had Jesus Rodriguez uh, by her side, joined commentary for this. There was a ladder spot at the end as Jesus tried to attack Ichiban who tossed him into another ladder ichiban hit his ichiban kai finisher on lloyd while they were on the ladder for the pen uh, then after ichiban mo- motioned for the title as selena made the match there between him and rocky romero for the middleweight championship at super fight we have a tokyo Joshi pro wrestling spotlight here as nao kakuda defeated mocha miyamoto in a good showing here after hitting a fireman's carry into a stunner for the win uh, love Doug comes out after and starts to hit on miyamoto saying that he's been a secret admirer of hers and asks her out on a date and she says yes zeta found brett ryan gosling backstage using all her her stuff so they decide to go shopping okay delmy exo defeated Tara james in a pretty quick fashion after rolling her up she called out janae kai after who came out with selena the arenta delmy asked for a title shot but zeta and saint laurent interrupt as zeta talks trash about all the other women before they start fighting with each other uh delmy was leaving though and some azteca henchmen showed up and handed delmy a key and a cell phone matt riddle and alex kane defeated josh bishop and tom lawler of wtf richard Holiday tried to interfere at the end but kane stops him as riddle hits a super Broton on bishop for the pen And in the main event, Satoshi Kojima defeated Sammy Callahan in a wild brawl after hitting two Koji lariats to stop a violent Callahan and this who was just spitting and cursing everywhere. Kojima gets in the mic after and talks about his love for bread. Kojima is the only person in this card who actually wrestled on the one and only other Reload special back in 2002 where he beat Jerry Lynn to win his first ever MLW championship. And the show ends with a press conference from Alex Kane who says that he doesn't love bread, and he said he's going to hurt Kojima so bad the relationship between MOW and New Japan Pro Wrestling will end, and the show had another little Contra unit tease at the very end. We go to Women Wrestling Superheroes. We have a Wild Trail Championship Tournament match as Team Exile defeated Steffi Slays and the Mighty Mites. The finish saw Ice Cold hit the temperature drop on Spice, but Genesis runs in and steals the pin instead to advance, as a story recently has been that Genesis wants to take credit for everything Exile has been doing. Penelope Pink defeated Candy Crush after hitting the Pink Exchange after all these weeks of Candy Crush trying to get uh, Princess Aussie to watch her matches. She finally watched is a match where she loses, and Candy Crush is a little upset. Uh, too little, too late, as they say. The Beast defeated Tormenta after catching her off the top rope into a powerbomb. And in the main event for the, um, a number one contenders match in a fatal four-way here, Miami Sweet Heat defeated Las Bandidas, the last call, and the Mother Truckers. The Mother Truckers had the match one with La haven't La- Las Bandidas penned, but the referees were distracted by Miami Sweet Heat on the outside as Penelope Pink and Vicky Lynn McKay run out and take out Big Rig Betty and Holly Swag with Mirrors. And then Miami Sweet Heat runs in and steals the pin in the win as the Tonga Twins were on commentary looking at their next challengers. We have another retrospective episode for NWA Power. This is a look back showing Kobe Carino versus Sal Renaro in the Champions Series finale back in 2021 uh and then when rock and roll express defeated the wild cards who are royce isaacs and thomas latimer back in 2019 to win the tag titles and actually the the ninth episode ever at nwa power oh how different it felt back then we even had latimer and brian idol tell us on this show how to download the cw app it brings me back to when michael cole was trying to tell me how to download the WWE network nxt level up scripts defeated brooks jensen jada parker comes out with otm looking to be officially part of the group now i have to admit Jensen's separate ways knockoff song is actually pretty good definitely growing on me uh with a little bit of help, though, with OTM on the outside, Scripps gets to pin after hitting a backflip stunner. JC Jane defeated the debut in Carly Brights, who's a NIL signee Kennedy Cummins who had a couple house show matches prior to her TV debut here pretty easy win though with Jane hitting a rolling encore for the quick pin and in the main event Charlie Dempsey and Damon Kemp of No Quarter Catch Crew defeated Hank Walker and Tank Ledger with Kemp pinning Ledger after hitting a modified rock bottom so the story here is with No Quarter Crash Crew and all their matches they have what they call the catch clause where any two members of the team can be in the match but their opponents doesn't find out until all four in the ring and two of them stay in the ring uh, this can work really well especially if they go after the tag titles And on WWE main event Dante Chen defeated Tavion Heights with his double chop that he now calls the gentle touch to get the pen and Julius Creed defeated Apollo Cruz yes Apollo Creed here very good match here but Creed overpowers overpowers Cruz at the end and sits down on him to get the pen and the win that is it for me this week you guys catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark <laughs>